coming up on This Week in Games. Epic wants to print money and is looking to take Valve's printer. Starbreeze Studios may have seen its last days and a couple of December bad stories. Coming up, This Week in Games. that time of the week for your video game industry news rundown. I'm your host Eric McConnell and this week we had a pretty dreary December. So to start it off, Epic made a huge announcement. Epic to aim at Valve and start its own digital store. So Epic is looking to make that fuck you money and take it from Valve. Epic announced their digital store and it has an interesting split. So traditionally it's a 70-20 split you see that on Valve, you see that on iOS, you see that on Android. And last week, Valve announced that they were going to have tiers based on sales. So, like, if you sell $10 million, it's now a, instead of a 70-30 split, it's a 25-75% split. Well, Epic announced its revenue split is 88% to 12%. That's 88% to the developer, 12% to Epic. That would make it the most in favor of developer split of any major store out there right now. And on top of that, as a bonus, if you're using the Unreal Engine, the 5% royalty you would have to pay Epic from using the game engine will be covered by that 12% revenue split. So effectively, you could be saving, what, upwards of 23% if you're using Unreal Engine by releasing on Epic Games' uh, digital store. Yeah, so Epic also said that they're developer-friendly by not having in-store ads or allowing competitor games to advertise near your games. I could go into more details, but uh, it seems pretty shitty, and I'll explain why. Epic is really (laughs) money-hungry, really, and I don't know why. They're kind of like that major publisher that you always love because you know they stayed humble and they focus on what they do best and they've kind of just focused on what they loved and money always seemed like the side effects so they got famous for their game unreal and then the arena shooters unreal tournament which were amazing they ran amazing then their game engine that they released openly to the public unreal um and then yeah they kind of got a little money hungry with gears of war but then they sold off Gears of War to Microsoft and you thought they were going to like turn a new leaf and they're actually just going harder and harder into solely making money when they used to be all about their players and all about the game development industry. It's rough. I've seen Tim Sweeney ran a few times at GDC. I can tell you that man only (laughs) cares about money and putting up moats to protect his money. Now there's nothing wrong with competing with Valve, but there's a lot of reasons why you would compete with valve and why you would offer something to compete with valve and it's hard for me to like see based on the series of events that happened these last few years epic actually competing with valve because they believe that developers need an alternative service so let's look at like quick quick story of epic fortnite was a colossal failure after seven years of development they had a terrible game and at the last minute they copied PUBG and shoehorned in a Battle Royale mode. And this is something Epic has a history of speaking out about, is cloning and copying other people's games. They did that. They go on to print money. Um, They pay off Steam 
or not Steam, they pay off Twitch streamers to then lots and lots of money to stream only Fortnite and completely avoid streaming PUBG. Then when they release Fortnite on Google Play, they choose not to release it on the Google Play Store to maximize their profits at the risk of their own players. So their own players are at a huge security risk, but they want that 30%. And now they're going after Steam, not because of developers, not because they think Valve is evil. There's no, no talk of that. It's solely money. And all they can talk about is money. And this whole press was released as money. And kind of as a last FU, they said they were no longer developing any more Unreal Tournament games. So this is rough. So some more epic uh, PR nonsense that happened this week. They hired the former operator of Steam Spy. He says Epic will release as much data as legally possible. So again, this is a knock on Valve. Valve keeps the data close to the chest. Obviously, they tell you how many units you sold, what units, and how much money you made, and things like that. But they don't give you that much data on the platform, partially because they don't want you to like game the platform data. And this isn't like unusual. It's not like you get much data on iOS or Google Play or any of these other platforms. Now, Epic claims that they're going to aggregate other games' sales data and other games' releases and give those to you and that's what they mean by giving you as much data as legally possible so basically you're going to know what your competitors are doing and how they're doing it and that's honestly not a great thing it sounds great on paper you as a developer go hell yeah i want all the data of everything blah 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 and then i can optimize but the reality is they have all the data on you so then they can optimize against you so then it's kind of just like an arms race and you could really see this like leading to kind of like uh, a race to the bottom in the prices on Epic's own digital store because people see, you know, exactly how to maximize sales to maximize profits. And lastly, Epic Store will actually pretty much only launch with indie games. The only non-indie game is THQ Nordic's Darksiders 3. You could even argue that's an indie game because THQ Nordic isn't really a AAA publisher, but we'll count it. Um, and they mostly encourage all publishers and major developers at this point to run their own <laughs> online digital store. Because, frankly, if you're... And again, I'm not saying there shouldn't be a competitor for Valve. But what I am saying is you can't just shoehorn this competition in without adding some kind of feature or value. Like, Valve with Steam adds matchmaking adds player profiles, adds friends lists, adds, you know, the large history of you buying games on that platform. There are a lot of services that Steam offers. Epic Games doesn't have a lot of that stuff, and it just comes down to money, and that's the only thing they're offering. And then Ubisoft, of course, is going to be like, why would we put our games on Epic even at a 12% cut? We get 100% of it on Uplay, even if Uplay screwing over players as well. And it just kind of causes everyone to sit around and dig moats. So, bad epic. And I'm from North Carolina, too. And it, it, it sucks to see you guys doing this stuff. All right, more bad news. Starbreeze Studios is in serious, serious trouble. So, two major events happened this week. Monday, December 3rd, the CEO of Starbreeze steps down and removes himself from the board of directors. This was over the poor financial success of Overkill's The Walking Dead. Then the company files in the Stockholm District Court for, quote, 
reconstruction. So reconstruction is a rescue procedure for Swedish companies facing insolvency. It's basically their form of bankruptcy. Um, and then <laughs> the weird event happened on Wednesday. Sarbury Studios was raided by Swedish economic crime authorities. One person was arrested and the arrest was related to gross insider crimes, which apparently means insider trading, obviously. Um, but what I really wonder is what did they do? Did they short Starbreeze? Is, I don't even think Starbreeze is a publicly traded company. So why is the their version of the economic FBI showing up the Starbreeze arresting someone? And they also took a ton of computers of Starbreeze's as evidence. According to the crime police, this had nothing to do with the restructuring, but it's definitely going to affect any glimmer of hope Starbreeze had to continue business as usual. And frankly, this is a warning call to all small and mid-sized developers from me. Uh, it's just one bad investment. <laughs> one bad investment, and then you're getting raided by the Swedish Economic Crime Authority. But in all seriously, seriousness, this uh, pretty much sucks. I don't know what the whole crime authority thing is. It sucks they took a bunch of your computers when you're already like down and struggling to stay in the game. Um and clearly your CEO is a financial jackass and he just kind of just took everything and ran after a bunch of poor decisions. But man, yeah, being that small and mid-sized publisher, that's so rough. You, you're pretty much rolling the dice every time you fund a game and that's, that's a hard place to live. So next up, let's go to some business news. These are, I'll just fire these off. Nothing major happened. So Playtika acquires Wooga. Wuga being a casual German studio, uh, mostly known for mobile games, mostly known for match three IP themed games. And I would say of everything, maybe the Futurama match three game is their most famous game. Playtika, for those who don't know, is a Caesar owned game studio that mostly focuses on social casinos. I don't really think they're a match made in heaven, but you know, Playtika needs to <laughs> acquire something to grow. And they clearly just had money lying around to give someone a million dollars or a hundred million dollars. So good for Wooga. Next up, Super Evil Megacorp partners with NetEase for their Chinese release plan. So Super Evil Megacorp, known for a couple games, but mainly their mobile MOBA Vainglory. You see that on Twitch and other platforms every now and then. It's kind of like it's sadly the <laughs> esports MOBA that's on mobile phones so if you see a bunch of people surrounded by a bunch of people on their mobile phones and arenas they're probably playing vainglory so vainglory will see the light of day in china thanks to netties netties is pretty much the only alternative to tencent and since tencent is struggling to get those ever so lucrative game license in china's maybe netties is the go-to guy for uh chinese releases but you can Definitely expect you're giving up 50 to 70% of revenue for that Chinese release. But, you know, 50 to 30% of something is better than not reaching a billion people, I guess. So, NetEase this year and in the last few years, they brought Minecraft to China. They're partnering with Blizzard Activision to release Diablo Immortal in China. And coming up, they claim to have Pokemon Go releasing in China and now Vainglory. So, NetEase is killing it. Good job, guys. Next up, Hajime Tabata, director of Final Fantasy XV, recently left. He unveils his new studio. It's called JP Games Inc. No more details were announced. 
that's the rest of that story. Nothing. <laughs> this is a slow week, people. I, I don't I don't make the news. I just report it. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. All right. Next up, Mike Ladlaw, Dragon Age creative director, is hired at Ubisoft Quebec. So he's known for the Dragon Age series. Uh, you know, I would argue Bioware's best series. Other people would say no, Mass Effect. I'd say Dragon Age, but... He's the Dragon Age creator director. He's tapped for Ubisoft Quebec. Ubisoft Quebec, known for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which just came out. And there he will head up an unannounced project. So good for him. And I'll round out with some December gloom. This is some bad news, especially around Christmas. This sucks. Um, and Jam City lays off a large number of employees. So no final number was specified, but the affected studios were mainly the Los Angeles, San Francisco, and San Diego studios. And the reason Jam City gave for the layoffs, and it's a large number, so I'm assuming it's you know close to 100, if not breaking 100, is they bloated over to 650 employees in the last few years through acquisitions, and they're trying to make strategic cuts the real reason they made layoffs is strategic cuts is codenamed for we want to look really good for that IPO we promised last year but couldn't do. And we want to show these investors and hedge funds that we're not afraid to cut the fat and increase profits. So that's what that means, especially at Christmas. That shows you that you're IPO ready. Lay off people at Christmas. We're ready for that IPO. And finally, this is no surprise to anyone who's been listening for the last few months. Daybreak Games lays off the rest of its staff. I'm not going to go into detail. You've heard me cover the studio ad nauseum. Around 70 employees lost their jobs. That sucks. All 70 employees, you had to have seen this coming for months. The Daybreak owners should be ashamed of yourselves. Some quick highlights. You were investigated for Russian crime lord money laundering by the department of state this year like that's that's got to be a first for the game industry so uh daybreak uh, i don't know i don't know sad news um yeah and that's it for this week in games uh next week should next week be the christmas episode no next week will be the pre-christmas episode we'll go over some christmas sales and there probably won't be much game news, so I'll make up some news. Uh, come back next week, and I'll see you guys then. I'm Eric McConnell. Take care.